Hey, my friend, thank you so much for being here. And I wanted to ask you for a quick request before we get started with today's episode. Apple decided to shake things up a bit and you may no longer be following the school of greatness, but luckily there's an easy fix. So really quick, if you can double check for me that you're not missing out on greatness, just go to your app on Apple podcast and hit follow on the top right-hand corner of the school of greatness show page on Apple podcast. Once you click the follow button on the top right corner, you're all set to get updated with the latest and greatness here from the school of greatness. And if you haven't already, make sure to leave a quick review while you're there. Your thoughts matter to me. I read all of the reviews and I'm so grateful that you're here. Thanks so much. Now let's jump into this episode. We've got to learn how to earn money. And most people don't know how to earn money. Most people think you go to work to earn money. You don't go to work for money. You go to work for satisfaction. So I think we have to get the money straight in our mind. And I don't think most people have it straight. We've got to understand that money's easy to earn. You want to set up multiple sources of income. Welcome to the School of Greatness. My name is Lewis Howes, a former pro athlete turned lifestyle entrepreneur. And each week we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you discover how to unlock your inner greatness. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the class begin. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these. But did you know that the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut. If you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. I don't know about you, but when around 3 p.m. hits, I find myself craving the right refreshment to get me through that mid-afternoon slump. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea is full-flavored sweet tea, but without the sugar and the calories. It might take several bottles for you to believe that a delicious sweet tea can really have zero sugar and zero calories. But you know what they say, life is full of surprises. Or in this case, full of flavor. New Pure Leaf Zero Sugar Sweet Iced Tea. Try it to believe it. For 20% off, off your next 12 pack head to amazon and use promo code 20 pure leaf that's promo code 20 p-u-r-e-l-e-a-f for 20 percent off take your business further with the smart and flexible american express business gold card it's packed with benefits to help unlock more value from your business purchases that's the powerful backing of american express learn more at americanexpress.com slash business gold card Welcome to this special masterclass. We brought some of the top experts in the world to help you unlock the power of your life through this specific theme today. It's going to be powerful, so let's go ahead and dive in. If someone came to you and has struggled with money their entire life, whether they're in their early 20s or they're in their 40s or 50s, and they asked you, Bob, what do I need to do to make my first million dollars? What would you say are the most important things they should think and act on next? Well, first of all, they got to believe that they can earn the million dollars. They got to develop a belief system. Our belief system is based upon our evaluation of something. And frequently, if we reevaluate the situation, our belief about it will change. We've got to understand that money's easy to earn. I work with our sales staff all the time, um, helping them learn how to earn more money. I work with uh, members of our staff, different members of our staff, um, helping them develop the desire to earn more money, and then I show them how they can do it. And How do we believe if we've never seen evidence before or gotten results before Mm -hmm. of earning it? Yeah, it's through the repetition of it, through the repetition of of writing it and believing it. I I had an affirmation that I used for years, still use it. I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. I'm so happy and grateful now that money comes to me in uh, in increasing quantities through multiple sources on a continuous basis. I just keep repeating that like a mantra. And you write out, you know, I'm so happy and grateful now that I have in my possession a million dollars. 
And that's where you started out intellectually. Then you get emotionally involved. And if you keep doing that, ultimately you're going to attract the money. Now you've got to ask, how can money be earned? Money can be earned in all kinds of different ways. We have a, um, a company, MSI Connect. Um, it's a pet of mine, not my partner's. I don't think she's too loved with it. But I think it's a neat company. MSI is multiple sources of income, Connect. And there's a lot of people there and they connect with each other. And um, they set up joint ventures with each other. They set up affiliate things with each other. Um, you can buy different things there. People sell stuff there. You know, um, they, um, they study money there. You know? You've got to get into, um, into an environment where money is um, talked about, where it's understood. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it's interesting you say that because for, for years, I have studied money at different levels. And those levels of studying have gotten me to those results. But I've never been able to really, you know, but there's always a cap and you've got to learn something new in order to break through that cap into a new level. And I've never really understood the stock market. I've always just invested in certain things and, and allowed them to just work on their own. But I've never actually taken full ownership of learning it myself. I've always had a financial advisor and things like that. And now I said, you know, what? I just want to understand the stock market. I want to, I want to learn it because I don't know. I'm still uneducated. I don't even know how to buy us. I bought my first stock like a few months ago uh-huh. myself. I've invested in stocks and index funds, but I've actually learned how to do it myself. And I was like, I need to find the best people that are doing this and learn from them and have conversations with them. And it's been amazing in a short amount of time by surrounding myself with people that are doing it at an astronomical level just by having a couple conversations, taking the risk and doing it myself and trying it and learn and fumbling around, having no clue what I'm doing, I'm already seeing growth in a couple of months. But if I didn't have the awareness to ask those questions and surround myself with that knowledge and then apply it and continue to learn from it, I'd still be stuck to where I was before. And so I think that's what we need to, I love the way you talk about the environment about constantly being curious, asking these questions, and having the conversations because it doesn't matter how successful we are, we'll be stuck to a level of our past knowing until we break through and find a new knowing. I'm curious, for for those who want to learn the millionaire morning routine, they want to master this, they want to learn what do those uh, millionaires and billionaires do with their morning routine, you've already shared a few things that you do, what would it look like if you had 90 minutes in the morning to set yourself up to reprogram your uh, money mindset? Well, I don't think it would take you 90 minutes. Um, You could spend, um, oh God, nine minutes. If you just write down, write write this down right now. I am so happy and grateful. I am so happy and grateful now that I have multiple sources of income. I am so happy and grateful now that I have multiple sources of income. You know, if you write that out every day for the next 30, 60 days, you're going to become very, very aware of having multiple sources of income. Wealthy people all have multiple sources. They don't have one or two. They have a whole bunch of them. I don't know how many sources of income I've got. I'm not even interested in figuring it out because somebody else looks after that. I don't look after it. But I do know that you can do that. That's what Keith did it down in New Orleans. God, he just, his life changed so dramatically. And I'll show you different things you can do because anyone can. You want to set up multiple sources of income. You know, I was flying on a plane to um, KL. I used to fly from Toronto to KL once a month and back. It's 25 hours in the air one way. So wow. when I'm on the air, in the air, I either work with names, words, or numbers. 
And I wrote down one with six zeros. And I thought, what is the big deal about a million? You know, you often hear people say, what would you do if you had a million, if you won a million? And uh, I got thinking about it. And I played with that on the plane for quite a while. And it dawned on me they do not have one source of income. They don't have a job. Now, some people have a job earns a million dollars, but that's, that's the unusual one. Mm-hmm. And then I got playing with it further, and I broke it down. They'd have, they'd have more than one, and then I got it multiple, so, and then MSI. Well, then I got thinking, we should run a seminar, teach people to earn a million dollars by setting up multiple sources of income. And when I got off the plane, I phoned Mark Victor Hansen down in Newport Beach. I, I was in KL. I woke him up in the middle of the night. And um, I got talking. He said, great idea. So we started the Million Dollar Forum. And he got involved and Bernie Dorman, who just passed away, and, and Jack Canfield and Lee Poulos. In fact, that's where the Chicken Soup for the Soul books came from, from that particular seminar. And we were teaching people to set up multiple sources of income. Well, they earned many millions from that. But that's where that started. And you uh, are in a beautiful position to set up all kinds of sources of income. So when you think of wealth, you know, you might only earn ten or 15000 from one source. You might earn uh, two or 300000 from another. But you have a lot of them. Right. And that's where you'll earn wealth. Like, I don't invest in the stock market. Um, my wife's bought stocks, uh, Sandy buys stocks, I think. I just don't pay attention to it. It's not, it doesn't interest me. Mm-hmm. I'd rather earn it by thinking, putting an idea to work, than let the stock market do for me. That's not, that doesn't excite me. Sure. Um, I'd rather sit here and think of, I, I sat here for another hour after we got off, I could think of a way of creating a source of income. And, and it would be a good one because they're all good. I'm right. Very creative. My mind is, you know, conditioned along that level. Yeah. Well, what do you think are three skills everyone should learn in order to generate more wealth and generate more income for themselves or just to improve the quality of their life in general? What are those three skills you wish everyone could master? Well, you've got to be, you've got to be fairly creative. You've got to have a free flow of energy. Energy has to flow through. You can't be stubborn. You can't lock in on, on something and not want to let go of it. Um, you've got to have a free flow. You've got to um, mm-hmm. be interested in in ideas, new ideas. I, I, you were talking about not wanting to watch television. I don't watch much. I love watching Shark Tank though. Yeah, it's great. And I, I like watching Kevin O'Leary yesterday. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> well, well, they were. You worked with him yesterday, did you say? I just uh, had Kevin O'Leary on yesterday. Yeah. Well, you see, now that guy's mind, it's amazing the way it works. Yeah. But you watch all of them, all those sharks, their mind, it, it works like a rocket, you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they break things down. Somebody will say something, they break all kinds of things down from what the one thing the person will say. They are very, very sharp, every one of them. And Kevin is yeah. certainly one of the sharp ones on there. But they all are. You know, I don't know if there's one any sharper than other. But they've got a very free flow of ideas. Yep. So flow of energy, free flow, interested in new ideas. What's another I think you have to be service-oriented. You really have to mm-hmm. be thinking of how to do things for people, how to help people. Because money is a reward received for service rendered. Yeah. It's hard, to, uh, it's hard to help others when you're always consumed with the negativity in your own life. Oh, well, I mean, that's, mentality. <laughs> that's why poor people remain poor. <laughs> They're so locked into their problems. But if you, um, listen, if a person is like that, let's suppose they're really locked in on problems. But they hear what I've just said. They really got to think of serving others. 
how can I serve others? How can I be of greater service? Um, you're going to figure it out. Discipline yourself for, let's say, 30, 60, 90 minutes a day, sitting down and thinking of writing down 10 ideas that could be of service to other people. And you probably won't get very good ones for the first little while, but if you keep doing it, they'll keep coming. What's the thing that you wish you would have started doing sooner, that habitual habit, uh, you know, 10 years ago, 30 years ago, 40 years ago, that you just started doing in the last five years, that you're like, man, I wish I would have done this as my routine 10, 20, 30 years ago. I wished I had got really good financial guidance and listened to it <laughs> when I first started. Yeah. Did you make some bad I didn't do that. Yeah. You see, there's no sin in not knowing how to do something. The sin is in keep doing it wrong. Don't follow people's advice. I think the trick is to go to people that have demonstrated by results they really know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. Then do exactly what they tell you. I think I was guilty of that for a long time. Yeah. I was really guilty because I kept losing. I did nothing right. I couldn't go anywhere, do anything. And then I met a man who gave me Think and Grow Rich, Ray Stanford. He always, I didn't know him well, but he always had money, a lot of money on him. <laughs> I never had any. I, yeah. I mean, I was always broke. I was, I was unhappy. I had dumb jobs. I was going nowhere. Left school, two months high school. And he said, if you do exactly what I'm telling you, is you can give anything you want. Mm. Of course, I didn't believe that. Here I am, I'm in debt, you know, nothing was going right, and you could have anything you want. I don't know why, but I listened to him. Mm. I think the key was, he said, listen, your way's not working, why don't you try mine? I think that's what got me. I started to do exactly what he said. My income went from 4,000 a year to 14,500 a month in mm. a year. I've earned millions of dollars. I found earning money is one of the simplest things in the world to do. But if you don't know that, you won't believe that. It's the hardest thing to do, yeah. <laughs> that, most people think it's the hardest. That is yeah. because we've never been taught how to earn money. Mm -hmm. I was doing a, uh, a broadcast here a couple of weeks ago, and um, it was just, I just did Q&A, just open Q&A. People anywhere could ask me, and we had thousands of people on. And there was one person said, I'm really struck, stuck, I, I don't know what to do. What should I do? I said, figure out how to go and help somebody. Mm. Stop and think of what you're pretty good at. Go help somebody. Quit looking for somebody to help you. Figure out how to help somebody else. Now I said, that's probably gonna be a difficult thing for you to do because you're probably dominated with the fact that you're stuck right now. Mm -hmm. Forget that for a moment. Stop and think, how can you go and help somebody? Because of course, that's the secret to success. It is. It's the secret of earning money. I like the way Ziegler used to put that. Zig Ziegler. Help other people get what they want, they'll always give you what you want. It's so true. Yeah. How how can how can everyone watching and listening right now get more mentorship from you? What's the program they can be a part of? Where can they listen, follow? Because well, people got, need to listen we've to got you all more. Kinds of, yeah, we've got all kinds of programs, Lewis. Um, first of all, if they go on our site, go to proctorgallagher.com, they can download download the book, You Were Born Rich. It's free. We'll give it away. And I wrote that in 1984. Mm. What I did, I sat down and I broke down into parts how I got to where I was then. I was doing very well in 1984 and had been for a number of years. And so I broke it all down and I put it in a book. And the book's in many different languages now and it's millions of them out there. We give it away. Um, we have... Um, Six minutes to success. Mm -hmm. I think it costs about $25 a month or something like that. 
where I'll send you a video every morning. Wow. Every morning. Um, we have coaching programs. If they just leave, we, we will even do, we've got all kinds of people in our company. We'll do a half hour coaching program for nothing. All a person does is go to proctorgallagher.com and just leave your name and say, I'd like to be coached for an hour, half wow. hour. We'll do it for nothing. What people need to realize, yet there, there, there is a simple way out of their dilemma. They don't have to look at a black wall, that there is a light at the end of the tunnel, and it's not a train coming at them, you know. They've got to get, they've got to get the idea that there is a better way, and there's places where you can get help. We give help. That's what our company is all about. We have thousands of people, as I say, in 88 countries. So it doesn't matter where a person is in the world, we can help them. And that's what we're all about. That's all we want to do. That's what my whole life's about. And that's what the people in our company is all about. One of my favorite parts about my job is that I get the opportunity to travel a lot. And in fact, I'm recording this right now while I'm in Mexico. And actually, I was thinking about something that I wanted to share because I get a lot of questions from so many people about different side hustle ideas. So here's one for those of you out there that are on the go a lot like I am or traveling a lot. When you're staying in your Airbnb on your trips, have you ever thought about how you could be making extra money by hosting through Airbnb while your home is vacant? If you're interested in an extra stream of income, Airbnb hosting is an easy place to start and it's like giving your home some company while you're away your home might be worth more than you think find out how much at airbnb.com slash host When you get a new car or a new home, your first reaction might be to say things like, oh yeah, or I can't believe it, or booyah. But what you really want to say is the one thing that can get you the help you need. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm is there with the coverage you need for your car, your home, and even boats, motorcycles, RVs, and other things that matter to you. With a State Farm agent, you know someone is there to help you choose the coverage you need. With so many coverage options, it feels good knowing you can find what fits for you. And when you need ways to get help, State Farm gives you options there too. Too. in person or on the phone with your local agent or on statefarm.com where their award-winning app State Farm lets you do things your way. So when you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember to say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. Like when you're trying to buy tickets for the best seat at your favorite team's big game or when you're hiring for your business and you want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. With ZipRecruiter, you can find qualified candidates fast. And right now you can try it for free at ZipRecruiter.com greatness. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I believe finding the right team member is one of the most important steps in setting up my company for success. We like to ensure our new hires will be a good fit before they're even on the team. So I am grateful that I have ZipRecruiter's help when we want to grow the team fast. Amp up your hiring performance with ZipRecruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash greatness. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. I think everyone needs to be mentored by you. I want to. I want to find a way where I can call you once a month or once every couple of months, Bob, and just chat on the phone. I will have get, get more listen, mentorship. You too. got my phone number. You call me anytime you want. I will. I appreciate it. I will uh, see you get my phone. Number. I'll give you my cell number, and you can call me anytime you want. Listen, perfect. I've got a lot of respect for what you're doing. Thank you. And um, I think the audience should know you're one of the biggest in the game you're one of the biggest names out there and to be on your, on your program is quite an honor. I was humbled that you wanted me to be on the first place. And, but you do, you do really good work. Mm, thank you. And I would encourage everybody that comes into your show, they get other people to come on. You've got to lead more people to this kind of information because you're not hearing it every day. And you're not hearing it all on television anymore. And you're not getting it in the newspaper. But this good news is out there. And there is a better way. I don't care how desperate things look, it can get better. Ralph Waldo Trine wrote a great book, In Tune with the Infinite. 
And in that book, he said, nothing is good or bad except our thinking makes it so. Everything just is. We make it good or bad through our thinking. Mm -hmm. I don't care what it is. We make it good or bad through our thinking. Michael Beckwith, who's a dear friend and mm -hmm. very wise individual, he said something interesting that we could apply to this, what's going on in our world today. He said, when anything happens, there's a three-step approach to it. Number one, I don't care what happens to you. It is what it is, accept it. It's either going to control you or you're going to control it. Number two, harvest the good. There's good in everything. I love the term harvest the good. It yeah. seems to see a farmer out there harvesting <laughs> the good. And number three, forgive all the rest. Mm. It is what it is, accept it. It's going to control you or you'll control it. Harvest the good and forgive all the rest. And I think that's what we got to start doing. We got to get more into this. We got to lead other people into it, help other people understand it. There is a way. I always say when a guy that was losing as badly as I was, and I was really losing, <laughs> when they can turn out and win, and at 86, I've got as much energy as most people, 36, and no intentions of slowing down. I mean, why would I want to do that? And if I can win, anybody can win. I think that's why I'm effective at what I do, because I came from such a horrible place and started winning. Life is good. Mm. And it, I think it's a great trip and we should enjoy every step of it. But we only do that when we learn to use our higher faculties. I'm going to run through them once more. Yes, please. Perception, the will, reason, imagination, memory, and intuition. Your perception is how you see things. I love the way um, I'm trying to his name now, a good friend, he used to say, when you change the way you look at something, what you look at changes. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. The will, it's the ability to hold one idea on the screen of the mind to the exclusion of all outside distractions. Memory, there's no such thing as a bad memory. Everybody's got a perfect memory. Reason, it's what gives you the ability to think. It, that enables you to just pluck stuff out of the ether, spirit, and turn it into a thought. Imagination. Anything you can hold in your head, you can hold in your hand. Mm -hmm. If you can see it in here, you can turn it into results. What we're doing right now is nothing but the expression of somebody's imagination. The fact we're communicating with the thousands of people right now, the way we are, is the manifestation of somebody's imagination. And the intuition, Intuition is that higher faculty that picks up energy and reads it. It's a psychic ability. It's phenomenal. I have a very highly tuned in intuitive factor, not by accident, by design. I, de I developed it. Anybody can. You pick up the vibration. It's your intuition. Intuition never lies. It's spirit talking to you. Although you cannot change conditions or circumstance, you don't have to let them control you. Mm. We can't control what's going on outside, but we can control what's going on inside. You know? And unfortunately, I don't think many of us have been raised to really understand that. Yeah. And it's a lack of understanding that's causing all our problems. You know? But how, I mean, how, how can you say that to someone who's like, well, I don't feel like I have control on the inside when it seems like everything has power over me What's something they can start well, you to know, shift? You see, the truth is, for, for that person, that would be true, mm -hmm. that they're being controlled by outside. We <laughs> look at it this way. We are the only creature on the planet that's totally disoriented in our environment. <laughs> all the little squirrels, the birds, the, every, all the animals are completely at home in their environment. They blend in. You and I are totally disoriented in our environment. We've been given the mental faculties to create our own environment. However, we go right through school and we've never learned that. We have higher faculties 
And the average person has no knowledge of how to operate with them, how to develop them. We have perception, the will, reason, imagination, memory, and intuition. Now, those mental faculties, they're not just words. They're actually mental faculties that we can use to take control over our world and to create the environment that we want. But unfortunately, we grow up, we don't know that. We've been raised to live through by what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, our physical senses. And we're, we've been raised to be controlled by what's going on outside. As little kids, will you listen to what I'm telling you? Will you look at this? You know, and so it's all outside. Um, we get our report card, and that tells us what kind of student we are. But it really tells us where our mind was at for a few minutes three weeks ago. Mm. It's got nothing to do with who we are. Mm. So I think we're, we're raised in ignorance, actually. There's a very small percentage of the population that have a reasonably clear understanding of who they are and what they're capable of doing. But the ones that do are in the minority. Mm -hmm. Our whole company has been dedicated to teaching that to people for the last 50 some years. Powerful. You, you talked about the five faculties, the five mental faculties, and I even touched on this briefly in our, in our previous interview, but I'm curious, I have a new question for you. Which of the faculties typically is the hardest to, I guess, master or you know, become efficient in to use to your advantage in a positive way? And which is the one that you feel like um, hurts us the most when we don't master? Well, I think reason is probably, <laughs> it's the one that's spoken about by almost all the great leaders. Yeah. Um, they've all been complete unanimous agreement that we become what we think about. It's our reasoning factor that enables us to think. Um, Ford says thinking is the hardest work there is, which is the probable reason so few people engage in it. Mm. Dr. Ken McFarland, uh, who's gone for a long time now, but he was a great educator down in Kentucky. He one time said 2% of the people think, 3% think they think, and 95% would actually rather die than think. <laughs> now, you know, that sounds cute, but it's true. If you stop and listen to what most people are saying, it's going to be fairly obvious they're not thinking. Mm. If you stand back and watch what most people are doing, it's fairly obvious they're not thinking. Or they would never say or do what they're doing. Most people today have their television on the news and they're just soaking up all the stuff that's going on that's dominating the media right now. So they've become a plaything for what's going on outside. Mm. And that's why they're living in such fear. By consuming the media of whether it's true or accurate or not true, you're, you're being manipulated Absolutely. in a sense. Yeah. It's not a matter of whether it's true or not. Is this how you want to spend your life just listening to that? Mm. Um, that doesn't mean you should deny it. It doesn't mean that you should say, well, that's all false. Um, I don't know whether it's true or false. It's just bad news. I don't want to be involved in it. Yeah. Am I aware that it's there? Well, you'd almost have to be dead not to be aware <laughs> that it's there. But that doesn't mean you have to spend your time thinking on that. Mm. What's I would your, much rather yeah. activate some of my creative faculties and do something that's constructive. In a time, in a time on, under crisis and, and uh, worry and, and fear for a lot of people, what should we be thinking about? How should we be using our imagination in different ways as opposed to fixating on the bad news? Well, I think a good idea right now would be spend some time thinking about how are we going to adapt mm. when this is gone? Yeah, because we're we're going to live in a different world. We're not going to be in the same world when this is um, all blown over than we're in right now. It's going to be quite different. Yeah, people are not going to be rushing out to big events where there's a lot of people. They're not going to be rushing to restaurants. I think they're going to be very careful about what they do, where they think, and where they're going. I was listening to Cynic, and he said. If you're a public speaker, don't look for a stage for a little while because you're not going to have one. Yeah. Now, this 
also presents great opportunities. It's um, for us, for my company, we're um, going online, you know, full speed ahead. Now, fortunately, we built the studio mm-hmm. four or five years ago, so. You're prepared. We're, we're equipped and we're ready. Yeah. We can, um, we can broadcast. We, were, we had a training class going in here um, just last week with about 300 of our consultants from all over the world. We had a three-day training program for them, and it was very effective. Online. They didn't have to come together. Yeah, yeah. We did it from right here. Yeah. I mean, you, you're known for doing these powerful transformational workshops in person. So for yeah. someone, I mean, it's, it's very inspiring for me, for someone at your age where would be the excuse of most people your age to say, well, I don't understand this technology thing, and I've been doing this this way of business for so long, it's always worked this way, and I'm not going to try to reinvent or evolve and pivot and grow in this way. So it's really inspiring to see someone of your age with your, your level of experience to say, you know what, I'm embracing it. Maybe I don't like it. Maybe you do like it, but you're embracing it and making the most of it as opposed to resisting. Because what happens when we start to resist in our life? What, what truly happens? Well, when we resist it, we create it in our mind. That's all we think about. Um, You see, I guess my age really has nothing to do with it, but I formed that attitude a long time ago. Yeah. I didn't like the idea that when you've lived for so long, you've got to cut out, you've got to stop. I thought, I don't like that idea at all. And first of all, I think we're, we're, I believe we're here to do God's work. God's work is creation, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, expansion, fuller expression greater goodness. Um, And if we're going to do that, we're going to be working at it all the time we're here on this planet. We never stop. So age should have no bearing on it. Mm -hmm. Uh, I had a couple of people ask me when we started to build this place, we we put a couple of million dollars into this and somebody said, how old are you? (laughs) And I think I was probably 83 when they started to break ground. He said, you're 83 and you're going to spend $2 million building a studio? I said, yeah, like, why not? I mean, you see, we let things that really have no concern, we let them bother us. We let them control us. Mm. Age is a dumb thing to let control you. It's our thinking that controls everything. That's the one point every great leader agreed on. We become what we think about. Well, what's a person thinking? I'm thinking if I get old, I got to stop. Well, then you'll stop. Mm. Or I'm thinking, well, if I've been here a long time. I've got a lot of experience. I want to utilize that experience to keep me going as long as I am here. I mean, anybody had their head screwed on right um, a few years ago would know that this thing is going to take over. Yeah. And if we don't learn how to use it, we're toast. So, you know, I was doing seminars on my iPad because I can run it right onto a monitor and out through to the universe. Yeah. What should we be thinking about the most right now in your mind? If I think we should be thinking thing. about our future. I think we should be thinking about the, uh, the greatness, like it's uh, the school of greatness. I think we ought to be thinking about the greatness that we've got locked up within us and bring it to the surface. Everyone has deep reservoirs of talent and ability within them. And they can bring it to the surface to accomplish anything they want. Now to sit in fear and and wonder what's going to happen, that is a dumb waste of your talent and your time. Yeah. And unfortunately, that's what most of the media is uh, promoting right now. To believe in fear is to believe in something you can't see. To believe in faith is to believe in something you can't see. Well, if you have a choice, I think I'd choose faith over fear. Mm, absolutely. I think I believe where I can really see something happen. I believe we're going to have a phenomenal year in our company. Wow. In fact, our, um, I have business partner, Sandy Gallagher, and a very bright lady was a securities attorney prior to joining us. She ran a program this morning for um, our entire company. We have about 70 people 
in the company, she was teaching masterminding to them all mm. and saying how this is important that every one of us get involved in this, that we learn the basics of masterminding, that Napoleon Hill uh, brought to the world, let's say way back in the 30s. Mm -hmm. Now, I think that's what we should be teaching people. Uh, Sandy was on the right track there. So I think we ought to be thinking about what we're going to build. How big are we going to do it? Where are we going to do it? When are we going to start? Our goals have not changed. They're very big. They're very ambitious. In uh, The Science of Getting Rich, in Chapter 7, Wallace D. Waddles wrote the chapter on, on gratitude. And then he said, the entire process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. The entire process of mental adjustment. If you're troubled, this some could, and it could go wrong, uh, but you're troubled. You, you've got a big problem. You're just not quite sure how to solve it. And it's bothering you. It might be something personal or it could be business. Whenever you feel yourself troubled, that's a mental problem. The entire process of mental adjustment, you need a mental adjustment. Sit down and write out what you're grateful for. You'd be amazed what it does to you. The entire process of mental adjustment and atonement can be summed up in one word, gratitude. Gratitude hooks you up to your source of supply. It opens a channel for good to come into your life. You cannot feel bad when you're thinking of what you're grateful for. It's funny, problems just sort of melt. Go away. <laughs> it's it's like some kind of mental magic. Mm -hmm. It's better than magic. I were, well, there was a creative writer. I got a mental block on the guy's name, and I should remember it because it's such a great thing. He said, um, I've worked around magicians. If I work conventions, periodically, they'll have, if there's a, a magician working at the convention, too, they'll get me to work some kind of a trick with them. So he's got to tell a trick to somebody. So I'm the guy. And I, <laughs> I've learned all kinds of how these magnificent tricks work. And he said, when you learn how magic works, it's not magic anymore. Mm -hmm. But he said, when you learn how your mind works, it's real magic. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. So what's, the, what's another thing that you do? to help reprogram your subconscious mind? Um, I, I consciously think of how I can help people. If I'm, mm -hmm. if I'm in between particular tasks that I'm working on, I'll think of somebody I can do something for. I'm always thinking on how to help somebody else, you know? Um, Emerson said that the law of cause and effect is the law of laws. Whatever you put out comes back. Well, if you go around mm. doing enough good, you don't have to worry about what's going to happen to you. It's going to be good. And that's really pretty well how I spend my life. And I know, and I know no one's perfect, uh, me included. And I know even though you've studied this for so long, I'm sure you still have uh, you know, missteps or challenges or your mind goes back into a place yeah. of you know, a, a, a negative way of thinking. What is the biggest challenge you face with today, even though you've studied this, even though you put these things into practice, even though you're successful, what is that big challenge that you face, Bob? Um, I get caught up in the minutia and the, the noise that's going on around us, you know, the negative um, news that we hear. I'll get caught up in it every now and then. And I know it's stupid, and I shouldn't. And so when I realize what I'm doing, I'll get away from it. But I do it. Um, I've often mentioned if we just work at getting rid of our bad habits, some of our bad habits we don't want to get rid of. We enjoy them. You know? um, but that's really the secret, secret is replace a bad habit with something that's essentially the opposite. And you take a double jump ahead. Because you're not going to get rid of the bad one. You've added a good one, so you, you know. Right, right. 
So listen, we all know life is full of yada yada, like those quote unquote free trials that somehow still charge your card for something or when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in the fine print. And I know you've dealt with yada yada before, like those bills that keep going up and up for no reason at all. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then charge you for every little thing until you realize you're paying more than you would have somewhere else. And yes, it is possible to outsmart yada yada, like triple checking airline deals to make sure all you need is already included, but you don't take yada yada in life. So don't take yada yada from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and nada yada yada. Stop by one of over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide. I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. I, uh, I had the chance to interview uh, Rhonda Byrne on the show sure. uh, a few months ago, and and I was doing some research beforehand, and I hadn't seen an interview of her in over a decade online. And either I was bad at researching, or I just she hasn't put herself out there. So I was really excited to have her on, and some of the stuff she was sharing was was amazing. We were talking about you offline and how much she appreciates your message and your work and your contribution to the secret. Uh, I'm curious if you could sum up the law of attraction in, in one phrase, what is that idea of the law of attraction for people if they're still not sure on it? Well, oddly enough, the secret, I think, led some people down the wrong path with the law of attraction in that we didn't take the time or never got into it in depth. The law of attraction is a secondary law. And most people talk about it as a, the law of attraction. It's a law. Well, it is, but it's a secondary law. Um, and a lot of people were left with the idea, you just think about it, you'll attract it. Well, that is a bunch of nonsense. That's not true at all. Um, you do attract what you think about, but your thought patterns control the vibration you're in. Vibration is a basic law of the universe. The law of vibration decrees everything moves, nothing rests. Um, the walls around you are moving. If you go and look at them through a microscope, you'll see them moving. The body in a coffin is moving. It's, um, if it wasn't moving, how would it ever change to dust? The law of vibration decrees that everything moves. We literally live in a notion of motion. Well, your mind and body is in a vibration, and that's controlled by your thoughts. You activate cells in your brain. Your mind activates cells. That sets up a vibration in the mind and body. And the vibration you set up is going to dictate what you attract. If you're troubled and you're in a bad mood, you're going to attract bad stuff to you. You're on a negative frequency. So as long as you stay in that bad vibration, you're going to attract some more bad stuff. It's just going to keep coming. And you see it happening all the time to people. Um, it's in the Bible. It's the probably great, like when it's probably like when you're you know you're not feeling good and you just want more ice cream or pizza. You want bad things. To make you feel good as opposed to, let me have a healthy salad when I'm down. You know, it's yeah. not what we're thinking. <laughs> well, you see, the trick is really to keep yourself feeling good. Feeling is conscious awareness of vibration. The vibration is the basic law. And if you stay feeling good in a good vibration, you're going to attract good stuff. You just magnetize yourself to stuff that's good. There's... Um, very few people really understand the law of vibration. Everybody is utilizing it every day, all day. You are attracting what you're in harmony with. You always have. How do we put ourselves? Pardon? Yeah. And 
how do we put ourselves in a state of feeling good when there's nothing to feel good about? Well, there's always some something people, to feel good maybe. about. Listen, they're, you know, they're stressed about the world. They're stressed about their job. They're stressed about their health, their family, relationship breakups. How do they change the feeling to feel good when they're in an environment of stress? There's a law called polarity. The law of polarity decrees everything as an opposite. You couldn't have an up without a down, a hot without a cold. You can't have a bad without a good. If you're looking at bad, that tells you there's got to be good. You cannot have bad without good. And if you want to feel good, start looking for what's good. And if you start looking for what's good, you're going to find it. You're going to find whatever you're looking for. And the idea to say, well, you really can't, there's so much bad going on, that attitude is not going to reward you at all. It's going to give you bad stuff. You've got to know that there's always something good. You've got to find it. Why is it so hard for people to see the good when there's so much chaos around them? Because they're so programmed the wrong way. They're really programmed the wrong way. We're, um, we're programmed for bad news. You don't find a good news news station. You don't have good news. People wouldn't advertise. They wouldn't go there. People are attracted to bad news because they're, they're in a bad vibration themselves. And when they start to understand that and then realize they can control it and change it, that's when they'll start winning. See, that's where I was. I was in a bad vibration. Everything was bad. There was nothing good. I mean, I just had one hell of a life up till I was 26. There was nothing good about it at all. And when I was 26, I met a guy that got me on this book and he started to give me some effective education. And my whole life changed. My income went from 4,000 a year to 175,000 a year in a year. Washing floors. The first thing he wanted to know, he wanted me to write my goal on a card. He said, what do you really want? I said, all I want is some money. I figured if I had some money, all my problems would go away. I owed everybody and his brother money. And they're always phoning me. Where's the money? Where's the money? And I said, God, if I knew where the money was, you wouldn't have to phone me. And I'd get upset with them for phoning me. And um, so I said, I want $25,000. If we had taken, Lewis, if we had taken all the money in the neighborhood where I lived, you wouldn't have found $25,000. I mean, this was, it was an absurd goal. And uh, what he, he said, write it on the card and read it often. And what happened, it's only in retrospect that I became aware of what happened. Because I kept reading it, he said, like he said to me, your way is not working, try mine. Mine way is working. He was happy, healthy, wealthy, this guy. So I kept reading this, and what happened is it got me thinking of earning money. Now, prior to that, I wasn't. I was thinking of debt. All I was thinking about is debt. I owe this money, I owe that money. They're all phoning me. Mm. And since I was thinking about it, I started to hear people talking about it. And I remember this guy saying, there's good money cleaning floors. I said, I'm not proud of clean floors. In five years, I was cleaning floors in Toronto, Montreal, Boston, Cleveland, Atlanta, London, England. I mean, I was having a hell of a time, you know? Got to change the program. Yeah, one of the things that I stopped doing many years ago uh, when I had no money is I stopped. I, I got rid of my TV for a few years um, because I found myself being, you know, caught in just consuming a lot of news or just shows that weren't really supporting me because I was sitting there as opposed to creating in action, yeah. doing something to to help me earn more, to generate what I was looking for and to work on my health and wellness, my relationships, everything, not just money. And after a few years, I didn't miss the TV and I started making more money than ever. <clears throat> and I was in great shape and all these different things happened. And today I have TV now. I mean, I watch Netflix, I watch sports mostly, but I don't watch the news. It's very rare if I watch the news. And I get criticized for this sometimes from people because they're like, they're like, well, you should be aware of what's happening in the world. You should be educated. You should be, you know, mindful, all these things. 
and I I was I live in a in a building here in Los Angeles, and they have a big TV in kind of the uh, in a in a general room where people can walk in. And I went in there the other day, and I sat down and sipped some coffee. And literally in this massive TV screen, they had four different news channels up at once, kind of splitting the screen in four parts. And for 20 minutes, all they were showing on the news screens, all four channels, was just this bombing, and this is happening here in India, and this is happening in the U.S., and, and the rioting, and it, all of it just was chaos. And I was just like, man, if I sat here and watched this every single day, my mind would be chaotic because I'm consuming chaos. Yeah. And like you talk about, it's changing the frequency. It's turning the channel off and getting into a different frequency is what we need to do and not exactly. consume that. We can still be aware of it. You know, I don't want to live in a world where I don't know what's happening, but I don't need to watch it all day to still be aware of it. Isn't that right? You know, I think anything that, that's, I don't know, very important that you know, you'll, you'll overhear it in conversation. You don't have to watch Absolutely. the news to get it. You're going to get it. Somebody's going to tell you. So <laughs> I agree, you know, it's a waste of time sitting there and soaking all that up because it, it does you no good and it does you a lot of harm. It does a lot of harm. When the I was saying before, it, you, it makes yeah. you feel bad. If you feel bad, mm -hmm. feeling is a word we invented to describe our conscious awareness of the vibration we're in. When you are feeling bad, you're in a negative vibration. When you're feeling good, you're in a positive vibration. That's just a basic thing that we could go by. So how do you feel good? Well, there's all kinds of ways to feel good. Think of something really pleasant. You'll start feeling good. Do something kind for somebody. You'll start to feel better. Help somebody out somewhere. You'll start to feel good. Share a good idea. You'll start to feel good. When you're feeling good, you're in a good vibration. You're going to attract good stuff to you. Most people don't understand that feeling is conscious awareness of vibration, and the vibration you're in is dictating what you're going to attract. Ooh. It's a basic so thing. True. It's so basic, but it's not understood. It's hard for people to change the way they feel because oh. they get, I feel like they get trapped in it. They're like, yeah. no, this is how I'm feeling. It takes them days to get out of it until they go to sleep, wake up, and maybe that resets the programming because they got some sleep. I don't know, but I feel like, and I've been there many times in my past where I would hold on to things for weeks, months, and, and hold on to the negative feelings. So I get it. I've been there, but it's so much better when you can shift it faster or just be aware of it. And I'm not saying don't feel um, grief and sadness and anger and frustration. These are all feelings we, we probably should have a balance of feeling, but don't hold on to them. I feel yeah. like that's what hurts us in the long run when we hold it on, on to those feelings. Yeah. Because I'm sure you still feel angry and upset and let down and sad at times, right? You know, I don't get angry. That's good. I can't remember the last time I got angry. I may be not very pleased with people sometimes, but I, I don't get angry. <laughs> no, I really... You might be disappointed. I used, to, I used to get angry. I used to have a hell of a temper. I had red hair, too. <laughs> I think redheads <laughs> have bad tempers. They, that's what they say. Well, it was true with me. Um, I can't remember the last time I was angry. I just what do you decided think? it was a, a really silly waste of energy. You know? mm, what do you think shifted for you in, in deciding that? Oh, well, there's no question about what shifted. It's the studying. You know, you study. If you study the right material, you're raising your level of awareness and People that are angry all the time are on a pretty low vibration. They're, they're not really very with it, you know. So how long were you angry for in your life? How many, how many years did it take to, oh, well, until God, you finally was, said? 40, 50, 60, how uh, old were you? I was probably, I'd probably be 60. 60. Late, and late. How, how young are you now, Bob? I'm 86. Yeah. You look great, man. I hope I look as healthy and young as you at 86. <laughs> well, I'm still going strong. I have no intentions of slowing down. That's amazing. So at when 60, I say I haven't been like angry for a long time, probably, you know, it was probably up around 60 when I, I think I eliminated it 
you know, as I was going along. And I realized, I think I got to the point where I realized just how silly it is to get angry. And you start to see other people getting angry. You think, why are you doing that, you know? They feel justified. Where do you yeah. yeah, where do you think you'd be if you let go of anger at 40? Where do you think you'd be in your life now? Further ahead than I am. Really? I don't really know where, but oh, yes. There's a tremendous amount of energy that's wasted in anger. It's a dumb waste of why, energy. Why do you think we get angry? We don't learn to control what is in ourselves. The, what is in our mind? You know, mm. if a person would take, do you have a little book, As a Man Thinketh? I've had it before, but I, I, I think you actually sent me one, but I, I might have given well, I'm gonna send one you a copy another. away. I'm going to send you another. Yeah, yeah, I Got might it. have it, but yeah. Yeah. Um, if you take the last chapter in As a Man Thinketh, it's on serenity. And you start reading that, and you read it every day. If you wrote it out every day, I often have people write it every day for 90 days. It changes your life. I want to ask you about uh, money and relationships. Yeah. You, you've been around the block a long time. Um, you've seen a lot. You've met a lot of people. You've, you've had many different relationships in your life. Uh, yeah. How important is it to have alignment around money mindset when you're in an intimate relationship with your, your intimate partner or a business partner? What conversations should we be having around money to make sure that the partner we're in business or life with is going to support us as opposed to be a, you know, kind of thorn in the side uh, of energy, if you will? Well, I think money plays a very, very big role in our life. We should control the money. We should never let money control us. I love earning it. I love giving it away, too. Um, if you're in a relationship, um, understanding money in the relationship plays a very big role. You can't have one person with a let's say, a poverty consciousness and another one with a prosperity consciousness and, and expect to have harmony in that relationship. It's just not going to be there because there's too many things where money comes into involved in uh, decision-making and conversations. And if you're not on the same page, there's trouble in River City, you know, in the music man. You, um, and that's just the way it is. So I think it's very important. But... The truth is not many people understand money. Very few. You know, I was mentioning my business partner, Sandy Gallagher. She was a securities attorney when I first met her. She came to a seminar. And um, she ended up being my business partner. She owns 50% of the company, and she's the CEO of the company. She runs it. I have a pad here where I write things I'm grateful for. The very top thing, Sandy's financial genius. I, that's number one in uh, my gratitude list every day. Uh, I've earned millions and millions of dollars. But it wasn't until she, until, until she became a business partner about 15 years ago, I guess, um, that everything in my life changed with money. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and it inspired you on your journey towards greatness. Make sure to check out the show notes in the description for a full rundown of today's episode with all the important links. And if you want weekly exclusive bonus episodes with me personally, as well as ad-free listening, then make sure to subscribe to our Greatness Plus channel exclusively on Apple Podcasts. Share this with a friend on social media and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts as well. Let me know what you enjoyed about this episode episode in that review. I really love hearing feedback from you and it helps us figure out how we can support and serve you moving forward. And I want to remind you if no one has told you lately that you are loved, you are worthy, and you matter. And now it's time to go out there and do something great.
I won't let my active psoriatic arthritis joint symptoms define me. Emerge as you. Tremphia guselkumab is proven to significantly reduce joint pain, stiffness, and swelling in adults with active psoriatic arthritis. Some patients even reported less fatigue as assessed by survey one week prior. Results may vary. Tremphia is taken by injection six times a year after two starter doses at week zero and four. Serious allergic reactions may occur. Tremphia may increase your risk of infections and lower your ability to fight them. Before treatment, your doctor should check you for infections and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms of infection, including fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough. Tell your doctor if you had a vaccine or plan to. Emerge as you. Learn more about Tremphia, including important safety information, at tremphia.com or call 1-877-578-3527. See our ad in Food & Wine magazine. For patients prescribed Tremphia, cost support may be available. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes.